The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need an empathetic ear to help you sort out the issues that are happening in your own life. Perhaps a forum of others just like you and guest experts who are helping them and can help you. This is that place. Welcome to Life Happens. Let's talk. Your host is Trina Wines. Fill your cup of coffee this morning and have a seat. What you're going to hear in the next hour is going to be amazing. Now, here is Trina Wines. Good morning and happy October. I'm not sure where you live or all my listeners live, but where I live here in Canada, the leaves are absolutely beautiful. The orange, the yellow, the red, the gold, it's just really a sight to see. I've actually been taking uh, quite a few pictures just because it's too hard to uh, just walk past and, and not capture that. So thank you for joining us this morning on Life Happens Less Talk. My name is Trina Wines. I am your host. <coughs> And if you want to connect with me or learn more about me, I can be found at Twitter at Moody Foods and also my website, trinawines.ca. I regularly blog and as well as I have a couple books there that I've published. So today uh, we're going to talk about cancer. Uh, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Although this show is not specifically only focused on breast cancer, I do have a guest that is a breast cancer survivor. So when I put out that I was going to have a show with the topic of cancer, I quickly learned that it could easily be a two or three hour show as there's just so many elements to cancer that unfortunately we're going to just try to touch on it as many parts as we can with the little time that we have. But we are going to talk about support and the crucial role support plays in order to assist the person with the disease. Also, how this illness can be a teacher and transform your life. Because as you know, when you speak with many cancer survivors, they will always talk about that silver lining. And uh, so I do want to talk about that because the show is also about trying to find some good in those, you know, life happen moments that, you know, at the time seem, well, they are devastating and, you know, can really knock you right, you know, to your knees and and, uh, you have difficulty figuring out how to recover from them. Now, this show, though, is not about a terminal diagnosis. Is that definitely looks quite different and and I I myself and my family not in my family but a good family friend of ours had uh, a cancer and it was was diagnosed and it was very very quickly that uh, he passed away so uh, I do we do have that uh, experience Um, also you know we want to talk about the different um, options and decisions that people are faced with in regards to the treatment and, and how do you navigate that like it just can be so overwhelming 
and uh, you know how that support through that too is also um, helpful in getting through the, through all the the information that's out there, and your role, you know, the role of the of the person that has been diagnosed, you know, that they're part of the recovery part uh, recovery process and their healing process, and we'll talk about sort of what that person can do in order to promote, um, you know, I guess, health or uh, just a better frame of mind, because it can be, of course, very uh, devastating and stressful um, event and time in a person's life. Uh, One of the things I've noticed in my community and surrounding area is the people and their loved ones are putting on fundraisers to help with the financial burden that comes with cancer. Uh, I mean, can you imagine, first of all, you're diagnosed with cancer and then you have to figure out how to pay your bills and how to fulfill your you know your work or your job obligations or your family and household responsibilities I mean a diagnosis would kick your nervous system into high gear as it is uh, generally when the one is sick it usually forces him and her to start implementing some self-care methods I mean generally when you think about you have the flu or cold or or, you know, sometimes sickness that, that is going, you know, puts you in bed and, you you know, drinks, you know, lots of liquids and you have, you know, soup, chicken soup and, and you know, you, you, you take care of yourself. Well, sometimes when you have cancer, you, you need a long stretch of time for recovery and self-care and those types of things. But uh, it's very difficult when there are people out there that have to still have responsibilities and, and try to sort of keep things as normal as possible. So that stress, I would say, is probably not very good for recovery and vibrant health. Um, as we know, intolerant stress breaks down, uh, tolerable stress breaks down the body and it weakens us. So how does one reduce stress and induce calmness and peacefulness? So that's one. That's a subject that um, I don't know if we really have time to think about or, or talk about, but we are going to uh, touch on that a little bit. But my first guest is Jack Walton, and he is a board member of the Hope Cancer Help Center. Jack is a writer. He's a musician, a documentary film writer, and a longtime volunteer in the nonprofit sector. He is currently the president of the Saskatchewan Writers Guild, a director of the Saskatchewan Book Awards, and chair of the Hope Cancer Health Centre, a grassroots volunteer organization supporting individuals and families with direct financial um, assistance to offset the cost of cancer and treatment and beyond. And when you think about how important this type of an organization is, and we're going to get to Jack here in in two seconds, but when I think about all the millions of dollars that are going to cancer research, which, you know, is great. Uh, I know for uh, breast cancer from Canada alone, there was $360 dedicated to breast cancer research. But what about the people going through the cancer? When you think about the working poor, I mean, that... Money doesn't go to them, of course. And so how are they to try to get well, deal with the cancer and all the stress that's involved with that, as well as all the financial uh, stressors that come with that. So welcome, Jack. Good morning. Hello, Trina. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Well, my pleasure. 
So I, I want to really get out the word out there about the Hope Cancer Help Center because I know that, uh, well, maybe around the surrounding area maybe that we live in, in uh, Saskatoon, Canada, people may not be aware of it, but I also want to promote it because I my hope is that it'll spark other organizations such as yours across the country and in North America and possibly around the world. So can you please tell us, well, first of all, how you got involved with the Hope Help Cancer Center? Well, I, I first I first became involved uh, when my dad... Uh, um, uh, had cancer and then passed away from cancer and and uh, I had uh, for a number of years after wanted to find some way to um, I guess to contribute to the community and uh, my dad my dad was um, uh, I wouldn't say a skeptic but he he uh, he shied away from large uh, national and international organizations and he he really liked the grassroots idea of small small groups doing small things for uh, for people directly. So when I found out about the Hope Cancer Help Center, I, I instinctively knew that, okay, my dad would be pretty uh, keen with this organization and, and the fact that it... Uh, it was it was direct. It it, uh, it raised money in the community and it gave money to uh, people who needed it uh, to get through the cancer treatment. So, so it it was it was that direct uh, um, reflection on on my dad and, and his situation, and then other family members as well who had encountered uh, cancer. Great. Well, thank you. And you know, it, it, there really it is one of those diseases that af- really do affect everybody. Uh, I mean, the stats are: is it one in four? I mean, I know with breast cancer, it's one in eight women will be diagnosed with cancer. So, did, have you? Um, well, I guess before I, I ask in regards to, have you seen an increase in the? Um, request for support. Maybe tell us uh, here in a few minutes. Uh, in, in a, just in a couple minutes, if you can tell us about the mission and the purpose of the Hope Cancer Help Center. Just before a break here, I'd like to get people to know exactly what it is that yeah. you do. Yeah, well, uh, the, the Hope Cancer Help Center is uh, uh, it's 27 years old. Uh, it's been around for a while, and it's really evolved over the years. When it, when it first started, it, this, it was pre-internet. So in terms of information information and sharing and support groups where people could come together and, and discuss and try to learn uh, about their cancer situation was really the, the, the first stage of, uh, of the Hope Cancer Help Center. So we had, um, the organization had uh, a reading room and a resource library and, and a lot of uh, those, those very tangibles. But as as uh, the internet arrived and as as information age changed, then then people were people are pretty well informed now and they have access to a lot of information. So what what happened over the years is that that uh, the Hope Cancer Help Center, in a sense, reinvented itself and discovered that that there was a niche of people who fell through the cracks. And our, I guess our, our unofficial mantra right now is that uh, poor people get cancer too. And especially people that, uh, uh, that have no uh, benefits at work, they have no employment security, uh, they have obligations, sometimes young families. So we, we, our main thrust now is, uh, is that we, we, do, we do small community fundraising events 
and we reach out to people to support hope so that we can very directly take money and provide people with those day-to-day uh, costs that they may not uh, um, have uh, programs or the government programs may not cover. So it's a very direct, it's a very direct flow through. We, we raise money uh, and we pass it on to cancer patients. And, you know, the thing is that people that are donating money towards, so I guess, any cause is that it just, you feel so much better knowing that the money that you're, you know, donating is going directly to somebody. And and I know, like, I've, I've seen it firsthand and in lots of things because I do um, do a lot of fundraisers or organize a lot of, um, I guess, r- fundraising events for different causes and you know and handing over the money or whatever it is that they need and seeing their faces is just it feels so good and you feel that you're truly contributing to their their life and their quality of life or whatever it is that uh, they're dealing with so so really good to yeah good to hear about uh, your organization okay so we're going to come back in a couple minutes we're going to be heading here to commercial so please hang on and join us in a couple minutes your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Life Happens. Let's talk. Would you like to join in to today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens. Let's talk. 
Welcome back to Life Happens Let's Talk. My name is Trina Wines, and our guest today is Jack Walton from the Hope Cancer Help Center, as today our topic is cancer. So, Jack, uh, my next question is, is that have you noticed, because you, you've been involved for quite a number of years uh, with the Help Center, have you seen anything that's evolved or an increase of requests or even the different types of requests that are coming forward? Well, I, uh, it, it, um, it fluctuates a lot, um, but uh, uh, lately there, there, uh, there, there seems to be a, a, a trend to, uh, uh, as uh, some government programs are cut back, there are some costs that are only partially covered. So there's, there's a range of things that we, uh, we get requests for now that, uh, that we haven't in the past. But by, by and large, it's, it's, it hasn't incre- increased a lot. Um, I think there are, there are a lot of people who have more and more programs and benefits, but uh, there are also those that continuously fall through the cracks. So, so we, um, uh, you know, the range of things that we do is, is, is pretty wide. Um, and uh, um, so, so it, it varies. It varies from month to month what type of requests we get. Okay, and you know, and I'm even just thinking about parking because I know how expensive parking is at the hospital. Like, yeah. or yeah, and, and uh, just as well as that, you know, a lot of people that live that don't live in the urban areas, you know, the transportation and uh, the support that they need in regards to you know coming into the city for all the appointments. So you could see yep, yep. how, yeah, you could see just the, the um, different financial stressors that are involved in in uh, being diagnosed with cancer or involved with cancer treatments. Now, can you uh, are you able to tell us any stories or share any stories about a time where your organization assisted someone who desperately needed support from you? Well, there's, there's I guess there's a range of examples. I mean, um, in in um, in 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 the past, we've uh, we've helped people with uh, a, a lot of transportation, as you, you said, and we also because we don't just uh, directly support the the person with the cancer. We support families and caregivers. So a lot of times, a big um, a big uh, part of the uh, uh, engaging in the treatment is the support of the of people that are close to you. So, in terms of people that uh, that have to come into the city, for example. Uh, with their loved one who is going through cancer treatment, we we provide help with accommodation and transportation. But we also, um, um, in terms of in terms of uh, in terms of palliative care, we we um, uh, you know there there are people who who uh, need some 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 special care in the um, uh, in the last uh, you know uh, days, if you will, or weeks of, of their life and. And so we provide a lot of specialty uh, massage support that isn't covered by programs uh, to to bring comfort. Uh, I think the most uh, the, the most interesting one, if you will, in in many respects, was there was a, a, a fellow who was uh, in his last days, and he had been a, a painter, an artist in his younger life, and uh, and he wanted to um, he want he wanted to um, paint. So we we. Scrambled, and we we brought uh, uh, painting supplies and, uh, and and brought uh, things to his uh, palliative care room. And uh, uh, before he passed away, he was 
able to paint a couple of gorgeous paintings. And one of them we use in, in our promotion, and it's on our website. And uh, so it's it's a whole range of things uh, that uh, that fall through the cracks. And so it's it's getting to know um, uh, specifically the needs of each, of individuals, and they vary a lot. Uh, you know, from people uh, that don't have any employment uh, uh, security. And we'll pay for their their heating bills or their um, you know things like that. So it's it's a big range, but it's it's a, it's all about uh, supporting the individual in in their individual needs. Yes, and, and again, so important. Like I can't imagine um, you know being sick and going through chemo and uh, being worried about whether you know my utilities are going to be shut off because you know I can't go to work and uh, exactly. so. Yeah. Uh, also, you were speaking about the caregivers and the you know the family members that are supporting their loved one going through cancer. So, wh- what have you seen in regards to that? Because that you know those people are so important in in that person's life in regards to support. Yeah, and and, and I mean our our philosophy is pretty straightforward. We we want people that are important in the cancer patient's life to be by their side. So, so in terms of transportation, accommodation, parking, uh, any support that we can provide uh, that isn't being provided by other programs. Uh, so we're, a, we're sort of a, a last stage uh, of support. Um, then, then we want to make sure that those those people can be by the side of the cancer patients and and be supportive because sometimes that's where the best support comes from. Oh, absolutely! You know, and there's so much research in regards to stress and uh, lowering stress is you know having somebody behind you or just even touch or holding your hand and uh, you know you're right you want to be able to have or bring that person with, uh, you know, the cancer patient in order to um, support them through, you know, all the radiation and chemo. I mean, those are pretty traumatic events to a person. And uh, can you tell us, like, I know that you do the financial uh, part assistance, but is there other programs or services that the Hope Cancer Help Center does? Uh, at, at this point, we we primarily uh, we primarily try to support those those very direct uh, financial needs because we find that we found it that nobody else is doing it, and uh, uh, in terms of the the, the small day to day things, so that that's what we in the last number of years that's what we've been focusing on. But we continue to be uh, uh, we refer people to other agencies. We. Uh, we spend a lot of time talking to people in terms of uh, not uh, not professional uh, uh, consultations, but just in in terms of directing people to uh, to other areas where they can get assistance, or sometimes uh, just simply talking to uh, uh, to people when they need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Well, that's that is really quite amazing. Like you said, you're doing something that nobody else is doing. So you you, you know you are filling uh, certainly a, a gap there in regards to programs and support services. Now, uh, I did look on your website, and there was a little video there of I think it was a pensioner, and uh, just showing what your organization 
you know, has how it supported him. And uh, I just really encourage people to look at that video because you do see firsthand. It was on the news, right? I think it was on CBC yeah. News. Or, yeah. So yeah. it does show firsthand of w- where that money goes and, and the people that desperately, you know, need that assistance from your organization or, you know, that because there's nowhere else. I mean, there's nothing else in regards to that type of support. Um, now, what can you... What is your website again? www.hopecancerhelpcenter.com. So all one word, hopecancerhelpcenter.com. Okay. And so I just, I, I just wanted to add that, that we, we are a complete, uh, completely a volunteer group. We don't have any paid staff. So the whole organization from the board and the front line, it, it's all volunteers. So I think that's yes. important. No, because we have a lot of great people who, who have supported the organization over the years by by volunteering their time and their their direction, for the, for both the board and the, and the programming. Yeah, and that's amazing. I mean, just the human resources in regards to you know in the volunteer sector. I know you know where we live in our area, uh, we are pr- pretty lucky that we do have a very high volunteer base, and uh, definitely in regards to cancer. I mean, it's such a there's just so many different areas that one can support or fundraise in regards to helping those um, going through cancer. So I want to thank you, Jack, for coming on this morning and letting us know about the Hope Cancer Help Center. Now, because it is, uh, you know, when I was looking up at the website and I did see, you know, the different uh, fundraiser events there and, it, you know, it, they're very, I find that they're, 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 they're small, like they're, there's actually families that are putting on these types of fundraising events that have had That's lost right. family members. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. so yeah, because, so go ahead. very much community. <laughs> yes, it certainly is. And so because of that, I was very drawn to it. And uh, I'm certainly um, interested in also putting on a fundraising event for uh, the Hope Cancer Help Center because I did, did, you know, when you see how it does directly go to those patients. So uh, lucky for me, I have a a large network of ladies and uh, we've already uh, set a date for our Halloween event that we're going to be fundraising for your organization. And it's October 29th. So I will be sending you information on that so we can have somebody from your organization come in speak at uh, our fundraising event and uh, yeah we're so we're I'm just feel I'm just very very happy that you know to learning about you and that you know I really want to do something for your organization just seeing that all the wonderful work that you do so thank you yeah well we're very appreciative of uh, well this opportunity to tell people and also your support with the fundraiser that's fantastic well, thank you. So it's the Little Red Dress Club. And uh, yeah, so we're, uh, like I said, we're already in the middle of organizing and uh, it, and we're looking forward to having you, but also getting a chance to be able to fundraise for this um, amazing cause. So thank you, Jack, for coming on and uh, best of luck. And I guess I'll be seeing one of your members, I guess, later on this month. So thank you. Yeah. Yes, and thank you, Trina. We really appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome. 
Okay, so when we come back from commercial here, uh, we'll be speaking with a breast cancer survivor. So please, listeners, hang on, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Life Happens, Let's Talk. Would you like to join in to today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. Welcome back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. My name is Trina Wines, and my next guest this morning is Patty Barton-Watt. Now, before I introduce her, I do want to say that uh, Patty is a dear friend of mine, and she was diagnosed with breast cancer a few years back. And as a bear witness to her journey through this disease, I myself had learned so much through her. I also uh, want to say that I, I just saw a major transformation on how she lived her life uh, through her diagnosis and, and her treatment in the, the um, years that she had dealt with this. And her, it's just, I don't know how else to describe it, but I saw that the breast cancer uh, bloomed her into this magnificent being and 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 just with the strengths and the courage and the wisdom that uh, she was you know not only learning through this experience but she was passing on 
and I, I know that I'm probably embarrassing her right now saying this, but, uh, you know, the people that are also know Patty and, and have supported her has also seen the same thing, and I know they would agree with what I'm saying. Uh, when I, or should I say, my husband found my lump in my breast, she was the first one I called, and she also came with me to my very first appointment, uh, walking through the next steps that were going to be, you know, for me, and uh, just was very supportive in that process. And it just, you know, you just feel so much more relaxed when you have somebody there that with you that's, you know, been through this experience. But lucky for me, uh, it was benign, and and. Uh, you know, and, and I, I felt very fortunate for that. Although I will say it certainly was frightening to, you know, get um, to be in that uh, at the Breast Health Center and, uh, you know, going through everything and all the information. I mean, your, your brain is just, you know, spinning and it's really, you know, you're not even really absorbing all this information. But to have her by my side and, uh, you know, supporting me through that and and knowing, you know, how I was feeling. Uh, I mean, I can't even tell you, um, you know, how much that meant to me. So welcome, Patty. Good Good morning. morning. Good morning. So, um, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, odd introducing and and, uh, and, uh, interviewing one of my really, really good friends. But, um, you know, you are, you are an inspiration, and I know you're an inspiration to so many other people. It's, I mean, I know there's probably lots of people contacting you, and uh, certainly, you know, when you were going through this, just the strengths that you showed, you know, we, just the people around you could see, you know, how you just took this on, and you just bear down and you're like, I am not going to let this take control of my life. I am going to, um, you know, try to sort of live my life as normal as I can. In fact, actually, uh, you upgraded your life, all the decisions that you, the life uh, changing decisions that you made. So I want to talk about those. But first, before we get into that, if you can uh, briefly tell us about your diagnosis and, uh, you know, all the treatments and the you know, the events that you went through in regards to that. Sure, I can. Um, As we were talking about this before, and I realized it's actually five years ago this month since I was diagnosed. And, wow, I don't know where that five years went. It really flew by. But uh, it was really through um, just a regular annual checkup that I had with my family doctor. And so I really can't stress enough how important it is for people to do that. Um, she did was, you know, doing the usual things they do at a checkup, and she did a manual breast exam, which she always did every year when I went, and she found this tiny little lump, which she didn't think was anything. I didn't think was anything. We weren't concerned about it at all, at the, you know, initially. But just to be safe, she sent me for a follow-up mammogram. She sent me for an ultrasound, and at that point, they found that it was something that they needed to check a little bit further. So then I was sent for a biopsy to, as you mentioned, the Breast Health Center, which is a fantastic place uh, in Saskatoon at City Hospital. Uh, then you wait. You know, it's always the wait, waiting, waiting, waiting to see what the results are going to be. So then you get the call with the dreaded diagnosis, and uh, it's just after that, it's just like a whirlwind of craziness. 
so they, you know, I was, I was so lucky. Um, I cannot stress how, what great health care that I had. It was just, I couldn't have had better. I don't, I really don't think I could have had better. So um, I was quickly connected again with the breast health center, with the surgeon that I saw there with, with like, I was diagnosed on a Friday and I saw him on Monday. So it was very, very quickly. And of course, over the weekend, you know, you don't know, um, you know, what to expect and you don't know anything about what stage it is or what, you know, anything about, about, uh, how things are going to look or go. And so I did the thing that you should never do, and I was on the Internet and looking at things and reading things. And, I mean, I figured, you know, I was a goner, and that was that. And and uh, initially, that's kind of where my head was going. And then uh, I saw the doctor on, uh, went to the appointment on, on the following Monday, and he was, you know, explained everything as best as he could and what he was going to do and the surgery. And so I, the first thing that they did was they booked me for a lumpectomy, which uh, I had within about three weeks of that first appointment. And again, it's a lot of waiting, so that's really the worrisome part. Um, I had the lumpectomy, everything went fine, and then uh, then you wait again to find out, is it in the lymph nodes? Uh, did they get it all? All, you know, different things that, that they have to um, they have to go through. So I waited about, I don't know, a couple more weeks, and then I found out that uh, my doctor called me, and my doctor was an angel, as I always say, because if she hadn't been on the lookout, who knows what, you know, how things would have turned out. Um, but I had, um, the call from her. The good news was that I had, uh, they had, it was not in my lymph nodes, which was really great because, uh, that's certainly less complicating. And the bad news was that they didn't get it all. So then I was at the point of being able to decide whether I wanted further lumpectomy or mastectomy or how I wanted things to go. And I chose to just have a full mastectomy at that point. So um, I had that done a, a couple more, a couple weeks later, and then um, it was again waiting. Uh, I wasn't able to have reconstructive surgery at the same time, just because I had it at Christmas, and uh, it was just so uh, there wasn't a lot of surgeons available. So I waited actually about almost a year before I had my reconstruction done. And I've had uh, three reconstructive surgeries since then, so a total of about five surgeries so far. I just had a, a, another one last January out here in BC where I'm living now. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a kind of a crazy ride over the last few years. Um, I'm also on hormonal therapy, which I've been on for nearly nearly five years, and that's tamoxifen. So it protects me from, from breast cancer, but it also has other side effects. So, of course, there's always things that go along with that. But I was very, very lucky. Um, you know, it was caught very, very early. It was stage one. It was not aggressive. And, you know, I, I, I was just very, very lucky. And, I, of course, as you know, everybody's not in that situation. But for me, um, when you hear people talk about early detection and how important it is, I, there's, you know, I just can't stress enough how important that is. So, you know, have people having their their regular checkups, going to the doctor. If I wasn't seeing the doctor every year, if I hadn't gone for regular checkups, you know, my, my situation could have been very, very different than it, than it was. Yeah, and then too is that when you talk about early detection, uh, when I had told you that, uh, you know, I, I 
that, you know, my husband, well, Ken, I said, oh, Ken, he found a lump. And uh, you were like, what? How, how is it that you don't? do self-examination you need to be doing self-examinations and and yeah like it's just so important i mean it's you don't think about it but uh you're right when you're in the shower uh, ladies you know be doing that because uh it certainly comes up as a big surprise when you when you find something and uh and quite, so yeah and, yeah and quite honestly i didn't uh, i didn't do self-exams before either so yeah. You know, I and I, I probably wouldn't even have found my lump because it was so small. But um, yeah, I, I'm definitely doing them now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So before we go into commercial, if uh, you could uh, maybe speak on the importance of support. So whatever that support looked like, and whoever that was, like what did and how important that that is was to you. But of course, what it would be to other people. Sure. Um, as I had mentioned earlier, like the Breast Health Center was where I was first connected, and, and that's if you're in Saskatoon or around that area, in anywhere in northern Saskatchewan, probably that's where you would be sent. Um, but they have a amazing staff there. If it, they were my completely were my lifeline for for months and months and months. And, you know, they just have somebody, they have what they, they'll connect you with someone there called a nurse navigator who will actually navigate you through all of the crazy stuff that you have to learn about. And um, I know my dad had been diagnosed with breast, with breast cancer. My dad had been diagnosed with cancer about six months before me, so I had already been kind of going down this cancer road with him uh, before my own diagnosis. And I remember him saying to me, like, he just could not imagine how people would get through all of these things, the appointments, the travel, and they had to travel from out of town to go to come to Saskatoon to get, you know, to get through all this. How do people do it that are on their own, that don't have family, that don't have friends, that don't have a support system? So, yeah, the, you know, hearing about the, um, Hope Cancer Health Center, uh, Help Center, and then of course there are other organizations as well. But they're just so uh, important to have in the communities for people that that need either financial help or other types of just you know support. Um, but for me, the Breast Health Center was definitely key. Um, my husband was fantastic. He was you know supported me through every single bit of it, and uh, of course I had phenomenal friends, and uh, they were really key in, in, in supporting me as well and, and family of course it's, it's, it's really important to have those, those supports and your health professionals I mean my family doctor always stayed in touch with me I had a great physiotherapist um, you know those are things that are really really important when you're, when you're going through this type of, of a situation and it's different for everyone of course but, um, and then mental health too you really need to take care of your mental health and, and keep yourself um, you know, as positive as you can. And I think we're going to talk about that in a bit. But um, those were my huge supports to begin with. And then those supports grew as I got involved with, with other things. Um, uh, that's when I got connected through to Dragon Breast Cancer Survivor Dragon Boat Team. And, and that has certainly uh, grown um, since then uh, and been a, become a really big part of my life. But the supports are available. I, I really emphasize that people need to use them. Um, you know, don't try to take this journey on your own if you don't have to because there's a lot of people out there to help you, and, and it's really important to get that help. Exactly. 
Okay, well, thank you for sharing that, Patty. Yeah, those are very, that's a very, very important words. Okay, so when we come back from commercial, we are going to talk about uh, how you, yeah, take control and the, and the things that, you know, you learned from your uh, breast cancer experience. So we'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Life Happens. Let's talk. Would you like to join into today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. Welcome back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. My name is Trina Wines, and our guest today is Patty Barton-Watt. Now, Patty spoke earlier on how support plays a major role in healing and navigating through, uh, you know, the traumatic cancer experience but uh, Patty can you tell us what role you play like as as the patient in regards to taking control of you know the situation and ultimately I guess your your life Um, yeah I think one of the things people you know we we have to trust the the medical you know professionals and all that of course um, but we really do have to take control of it ourselves. And, and, and when you're diagnosed with cancer, you feel like everything is really just out of control. So, you know, I did a lot of research. I, I just made sure that I educated myself as best that I could. What are my options? You know, trying to make, when you make decisions, like you, you have to make decisions, but you really need to make informed decisions. So, you know, have as much information as you can. And that was, you know, part that helped me to get through it was to, to feel that I had a little bit of control over what was going on, which, you know, which, which was really key for me. And then, of course, 
you know, we've talked about this before, is just about your attitude, right? It's like, how do you mm-hmm. turn this around into, into you know, main, how do you maintain a positive attitude? And one of the things that I did want to mention, too, was about a book that I read when I was first diagnosed, that a friend of a friend, someone who I've actually never even met in person yet, she sent me a book called uh, Crazy Sexy Cancer Tips by Chris Carr, and I cannot recommend it enough for anyone that's diagnosed with any kind of cancer. It was turned, completely turned my attitude around and my how I saw things because she is so positive, and um, it gave me... Uh, it gave me a way of thinking about things like, okay, how am I going to use this to my advantage? How am I going to use this to make changes in my life? And so once I, you know, got through most of the treatment and started thinking about things, it just kind of went from there. And then that's when, you know, I started thinking about maybe I have to make some changes in my life. So it's not, I'm, I'm not suggesting having a Pollyanna attitude, sticking your head in the sand and thinking everything's going to be great, but um, thinking everything's not going to be great isn't going to help either. So by trying to, you know, maintain that positive attitude, I I think that was a lot that helped me get through, you know, everything that I went through in my journey. Of course, it's different for everyone. Everyone's going to have their own journey, and it's, you know, it's not always going to be smooth, but um, just trying to maintain that positive attitude and looking at what you can take from it is is what was really key for me. Yes, and, and I did, uh, I remember when you were reading that book, and and I mean, even the website's really great, like with all the resources and that, and, and uh, but, you know, you did, not only I saw that you were oozing, you know, positive vibes, and, and you would never know you had cancer, just, you know, you were so grateful about, you know, really so much, and, and for somebody, you know, seeing that, you almost kind of forgot you had cancer. And so I think that's really important is that, you know, you can't, I guess, as a cancer patient, like, I guess, I mean, I, I don't have, I didn't have cancer. I mean, I found a lump and I was lucky that it didn't turn into anything, but I don't think it's very helpful if, you know, you walk around and say, you know, hi, my name is Trina Wines. I have cancer. or My name's Trina Cancer Wines. I mean, you have to understand that, I guess it's, it's, you know, something that you carry or you have to deal with, but it's not your whole being. And that's what I, I learned from you. Like you just lived life, like not only just normal, but even just 10 times better than uh, you had lived before cancer. So can you just um, talk about a couple things that you, the big changes that you made in your life? Um, well, one of the things that I've said to you before is that, and I say this to people all the time, is that when you're diagnosed with something like cancer, it might be something else, it might be some other kind of, you know, health situation, but I, it made me realize that, oh my goodness, I have an expiry date. I'm not going to live forever. I better figure out what I'm going to do. So you're, you're, you're dealt this hand and you've got to play it, right? So what's the best way that I can do that? So I just started thinking, you know, I started taking risks for me and not, not crazy risks, but things that I, stepping out of my comfort zone, doing things that I probably would never have done before. So I did a triathlon training program, I think three months after my mastectomy and uh, through the YWCA in Saskatoon. And it was, I met some lifelong friends through there and I pushed myself to do things that I never thought I would do. 
Um, as I mentioned, I joined uh, Dragon Boat Team in Saskatoon. It was a busting with energy team. I didn't even know what dragon boating was. I had no idea. So I started doing these things, and I started thinking I need to stroke things off my bucket list. What is on? What am I going to put on there? What am I going to be able to do? And what am I waiting for? So I've gone to the UK with a friend, uh, something we, we wanted to do 35 years ago and finally did. And um, the biggest thing that I did was um, a couple of times, uh, my husband and I had come out here to Vancouver Island on holidays, and we always said we wanted to retire here. And I said, we're not waiting till we retire. We're going to find a way to get here. And I said, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out to the universe and be ready because it's going to happen. And within six months, he got the opportunity to transfer here. And, uh, you know, four months after that, we were living here. And I left my job of 32 years with job security and everything. People thought I was crazy. Um, but I could have just coasted. I could have just stayed there and, you know, in my little bubble and did everything easy and safe and all the rest of it. But, you know, people say no risk, no rewards, and I think that's really true. So it's been an incredible move for us. It was very risky. I didn't have a job when I came out here. I didn't know. I didn't have my health supports. I had to gain, get new friends, a new network, everything. It was all, it was all new, but it's been incredibly uh, wonderful to be here, and I have got connected with another cancer survivor. It's not breast cancer, but it's a cancer survivor dragon boat team, and out here it's a really big thing, dragon boating. Um, I, it's a year-round sport, and uh, so I'm very, very involved with that. And it's given me a whole new support system. So, you know, uh, it's amazing how that can, can all come around, and now I'm, you know, we help other people that are, you know, uh, so it's a women's team, so we help other women who are, have recent diagnosis of cancer or, or maybe not even recent, and they want to get involved and, and do something to, positive to, to help them. So, um, yeah, we also help out in the community, so it really comes full circle, and it's, uh, it's, it's been quite a ride, I must say, but um, it's, been, uh, it's, it's, it's turned out well for me, and I just, you know, I keep going forward. You can't... You can't ever stop thinking about cancer, I don't think. Once you're diagnosed, it's always in the back of your mind about that, you know, you know, is it going to pop up again or, is, you know, what's going to happen? But you, you can't live your life like that, at least for me, I can't. So it's just moving forward and, and trying to see, you know, what can I do, what can I accomplish, and, and how can I make a difference? So that's, well, that's for me. That's well, thank you for sharing all that, Patty. I wish we had more time. And uh, I'm lucky I get to, you know, I can phone you anytime and talk, chat with you. And uh, I certainly know that you are a great support to other people just because of all you learned. And also, too, like you're just contributing in so many other ways in in your life, uh, you know, through your, your job. Now you have, you know, your dream job and uh, you have, you know, a, your love where you live. So, so I'm really happy for you. And uh, so I will, well, I'll chat with you later today, but uh, we have to let you go. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, my dear friend, for, for being here today with us. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, we'll chat again soon. Okay, so for next week, listeners, uh, we will be uh, talking about uh, there's a young girl that was diagnosed with epilepsy and she'll be talking about her journey and also with her mother and they wrote a book and 
I can't even tell you, you have to, you have to, have to join us next week. It is just, it's going to really touch you. Now with the show, it is on podcast, so please share with others for those that may be going through cancer or the loved ones or in uh, the support circle that is um, trying to take care of uh, someone that they love very dearly going through cancer. So thank you for joining us on Life Happens Let's Talk. And uh, yes, please email me or connect with me on Twitter or LinkedIn and uh, enjoy your first week of October. Again, it's Cancer Awareness Month. Take care, everybody, and have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week for Life Happens, Let's Talk. Please join Trina Wines again next Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We've made this week just a bit easier. How about coming back next week? We'll see you right here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.